world, I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast, episode 122. Having a Me Too mentality is just adding to the noise. We're going to be moving about uh, three times in the next four months. XD was Windows' last decent operating system. This week's episode is brought to you by That Church Conference. That Church Conference is coming in just a few weeks, September 20th and 21st. This is the most practical training you'll find in church communications, and this year, they've got an incredible lineup. Unfortunately, the event is sold out. However, for the first time, they'll be live streaming the event online, and you can snag your tickets for only $149 if you go to thatcc.com. That's thatcc.com. And because the guys at the church conference love Church Mag so much, they decided to give everyone a big discount. So go to thatcc.com and use the coupon code CHURCHMAG. All one word, church mag, and you can save 50 bucks. That's 30% off. That's quality church communication training for your whole team for less than 100 bucks. Pretty awesome. Go sign up right now, thatcc.com. That's thatcc.com. Hey, that church conference is sold out, but that doesn't mean that you have to miss out. Now, this week on the podcast, we somehow recorded one. We don't know how we did it. It's it's amazing. Actually, it was a few weeks ago when we recorded this, back when Phil had his wisdom teeth removed. I hope that uh, you enjoy this somewhat off-the-beaten-trail Church Mag podcast. If you'd like to join the fun, you can use the CMAG cast hashtag as usual. You can also email us directly at podcast at churchmag and ask us a question that we'll answer on an upcoming podcast by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Whew. Now, let the nonsensical fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast, a very special episode. This week on the podcast, Phil is joining us via Microsoft Sam because he because wisdom teeth removal, he's still a little numb. He's afraid of getting dry sockets, so he's using Microsoft Sam, which I was calling him Clippy, which if he was being Clippy on the podcast, all we would hear is that annoying little tink, 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 tink of hitting the inside of <laughs> the monitor. Jeremy, you, you had ex- even explained this to Phil. No offense, Phil. No, I'm taken. What is Microsoft Sam? Who is, maybe it's better, who is Microsoft Sam? Yeah. <laughs> is it a who yeah, or maybe what? It's better for that. <laughs> so Windows 10, interestingly enough, doesn't have it, so... Phil, I don't know how you got a hold of Microsoft Sam, but it's on an older version of Windows. Whenever you had that uh, text-to-speech recognition, um, they had to have an audio file for people to draw from. So apparently there's this guy named Sam that recorded his voice, and whenever you would type something in, it would make the sound. And so that's what the that was one of the first iterations like widely used just for the sake of using it and, and creating a lot of different fun with its kind of text recognition software is out there. So I know I remember using it whenever I was a teenager for lots of mischievous reasons. What version of Windows do I have to use for Microsoft Sam? Question, let me look. Of course the irony of that question, Phil, is the fact that you're using Microsoft Sam but then you're asking about it, so you should be able to answer the question. Don't ruin this, Eric. Jeremy, just answer the question. I think the latest version that you can get it on is actually just XP because Windows 7 does not have it on it. Um, so obviously there's Windows 
Millennium and stuff like that, which have it on, but those don't actually count as software, right? That's just like the oops, we made a software, but it's not working kind of thing. So Windows XP was the the last to use the text-to-speech and use it well, I thought. Well, XP was Windows' last decent operating system. Well, yes, Phil, we know how much you love XP, and you are a Mac fanboy, but we'll, we'll, we'll digress on that. So, um, so yeah, if you're, if you're having a hard time understanding Phil uh, as Microsoft Sam, um, you'll just have to take it up with Microsoft, I guess. Phil, maybe you should just go to bed, bud. Go back to bed, get some rest. Maybe we'll get you on the next episode. You guys keep podcasting, and I'll keep listening while I go outside and play some Pokemon Go. As much as I hate this, the, the, as much as I hate trend writing, in fact, I'm I'm going to leave it out of the podcast title because sometimes the trend writing just it oh, it kind of drives me a little bit nuts. What do you think about the trend writing, or is it just being relevant? Is this, an, is this a get-off-my-lawn moment? Well, I did write about it. I wrote about the Pokemon Go and how I had a great idea, and then uh, I decided to nix it completely because everybody else, because we are on a an editor schedule where our articles don't go out right away, you take Monday and you pick the best articles and you place them well because we're on a really good process of let's get the great content out there, and then if we want to add some more pieces to it. So when I wrote it... It was literally the the first day it came to America, had a great article about how churches could use it, all this stuff, kind of like what you said, trend writing. And then, unfortunately, it sat in the pending pile, and everybody else posted about it, and they posted very similar ideas. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do a Me Too article, too, so let's just scrap it, link to their articles, and, and try to get the most out of this content. And I, I was really satisfied with that process, but then I also got to write an article of let's not do a me too post because for me, and I, I post this on Twitter all the time of I'm all about writing for what's next, not what's happening right now. I think that's a thing that you ingrained in me in this process of having a me too mentality is just adding to the noise Again, not to take away from anything anybody else wrote, but I want to do something that adds value to it instead of a, hey, look, I can talk about this too kind of mentality. Right. And that was a very creative approach. But even as I read through it the first time, I'm like, to, to me personally, I'm thinking I need to do something to make this better so that in this situation, we're more agile. So while you put a really nice positive spin on the whole thing, I'm thinking to me, inherently, something's a little broken. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to think that through because, it, like I said, I, I kind of have mixed feelings. Part of me is like, oh, it's the popular thing. Everybody's doing it. I mean, but that's kind of how the world works. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, churches should know a good way to respond and how to use it. At the same time, we have talked about so there, there's so much information out there talking about principles and how to do things well and do things correctly that churches should already know how to deal with what's popular and what's new and when what's out there so that when stuff like Pokemon pops up, they should already know how to, how to deal with it. But it, it is nice um, when you can use something like Pokemon Go as a case example um, for for churches to get engaged. And that is a time where pastors and communi- church communicators may be doing Google searches wondering how they should um, a- a- approach something like this. But, you know, I, like I said, I have kind of mixed feelings be- between this 
this is the hot thing, so we're going to talk about it, and actually offering something that's helpful. If someone is writing just because it's the hot thing, you're doing it wrong. That's not why I wrote it. I wrote it because I'm in that uh, youth pastor mindset. I haven't done youth ministry in what, five, four years now, but I'm still in that mentality of if I saw a great article, I would want to know how to put it into a sermon. And so I, that's how, where I was at when I wrote this article, but it started to feel like a, this is great SEO things, because if you look at all the online people that do YouTube stuff or people that are writing, they are talking about Pokemon Go, but I think they're just talking about just to get the traffic and I don't want to be known for that. And I'm okay with sacrificing a blog article just for that or completely needing to completely rework it. As much as the the ability to get that traffic is great and as much as that article might have been really good, I think that there is something to be said for realizing that there's a brand. And that brand, in the long run, is the most important thing. It's more important than that SEO traffic. And if you are just trying to get that short-term traffic, you are sabotaging that long-term strategy for yourself. And I think people and people that talk about strategies for digital content do not think about is that long-term, let's create something amazing. And so I think that's absolutely something that's important. And it's something in the DNA of Church Mag because we constantly talk about write something amazing, do the hard work, get that long investment church mag has been here for how long and we the reason that we have such great google seo is not because we wrote pokemon posts it's because google trusts us and we are because we're a trusted entity they are giving us tons of traffic in that process from their site right and i will say at least with pokemon go it fits it fits our niche at least You know, and I did find some irony in seeing that that I saw some people writing about Pokemon Go that I've never seen write about anything geeky ever at all. And so there's a little bit of irony in that to me. It's like the one time we're not actually talking about Pokemon or Star Wars or something like that. (laughs) And hopefully it's something that becomes part of their strategy. And it's not just that I'm writing about it because I think I think it would get some people to my site. I hope that's not the case, because if that's the case, then that's unfortunate. But we'll see. It'll be a long, it's a long term approach. And and it's positive. I mean, the Pokemon thing was, was positive and it's fun and that, that always does well. Um, I, I certainly didn't see a bunch of articles talking about, you know, how your church can, uh, your church or ministry can react to, um, the tragedy in Nice or the tragedy in Florida. I didn't see any posts about that. You know, but I did see plenty about um, about Pokemon. So I don't know what that says says about that says what that says about us all all of us those in that talk about church communication. I know that isn't Church Max focus church communication, but it is something that we 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 cover quite a bit. Um, but I don't know what what do you think about that, Jeremy? Well, the talking about tragedy can come off as very slimy, even if it's for personal benefit, like everything else. So. I understand, not that I necessarily still agree with, let's talk about what's great and cool and fun just for the sake of traffic. So I think that very sentiment in in local news agencies still talk about it. So it does feel slimy a little bit in that process. So maybe that's a good moral and personal distinction. But even then, the morals of let's just write for the sake of getting traffic is still there. It's just... 
you're not going to be driving people away from it because of how could you do this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think that's something you have to personally check. I mean, I'd have a hard time judging that from the outside. Any articles I, I see written, it's it, it's really hard to know whether or not you know what what the what their motivation is. And so we're certainly not making any judgment calls on you know, hey, all those other articles that did it, they that, that was slimy and they were just trying to get traffic. But that's not what we're saying at all. Just to be clear. Yeah, I think I think it's important to realize that we only make those judgment calls when we know what the strategy is and we don't know what their strategy is. So if they don't know what their strategy is either, they need to get that figured out, which is is not an easy process. I still feel like we're still trying to figure that out constantly. It's it's very fluid. At the time of this writing, I will say I am not a fan of Pokemon Go. So it's been sitting in my phone. I haven't been playing it just kind of is what it is so that's where i'm at right now with it why why aren't you a fan it's not it's a it's a it's not a strategy game like what the original pokemon go was it's not a let's figure this out create the best team kind of thing it's just go catch them put them in your collection show people how great it is it's almost like it's the new flashy thing it's your new um smartwatch so saying it's a status symbol and so saying that you caught them all is a great thing. And I'm like, I don't really care about the status stuff. Now, I've heard of people that can play with their family. My kid is four years old. He's not going to be playing Pokemon Go anytime soon. So it, it just doesn't have a place in our family right now. I think it's kind of cool to, to see, you know, Nintendo starting to play around with that technology. I think the augmented reality, I think that there's a lot of cool elements in it. Um, I, I saw someone tweet a few weeks ago talking about the fact that in six months or so, they they didn't see it being around anymore or certainly not being as popular. And, and, and I tend to agree. I think the timing of it being in the summer and school's out and stuff like that. Um, has, has been huge, and I think there'll still be plenty of people playing it. I just don't think it'll be probably the craze that, that it's been so far. I think it'll probably be a huge craze once they finally start. I think they're going to probably come out with a few developments as they go along, like trading or mm. battling your friend. Oh. But even then, at that point, it's probably going to start to drop off. Who knows? But I think if they do start to add that stuff, that's when I start getting interested. That's probably when the niche people are going to be like, yes, this is the greatest thing in the world. And then <laughs> they start to really develop that niche audience. But at that point, I don't know if it's going to be too little too late. Here's my question for you. I know you got a lot of personal stuff. Are we going to have to put you in a Pokeball? Because you got a lot of different things happening in your life that's going to affect this podcast. Yeah, it it may or may not. I mean, we've been we've been planning for a while. We've been doing extra podcast episodes, and so we have some extra just in case. And um, you guys keep asking when I won't be available to record, and I'm just kind of like, uh, well, I'm trying not to, so that when I'm not, it's not a really big mess but basically uh in our preparation in our preparation to to move back to the states we're going to be moving about uh three times in the next four months and so you know where in the world am i i don't know we're <laughs> some 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 dates are fluid so so i feel like this is the perfect opportunity for our team to do something and coincidentally enough i have a photoshop file of you eric with no background so i'm going to post this on social media and i'm going to sneak this somewhere into the blog article and if you guys want to use this 
throw it on your Pokemon Go screenshots, go take a picture of something and Photoshop him in and let us know almost Carmen San Diego style. Where in the world is Eric died today? And I think some of the great ones we are going to show off in another blog article. So send us your screenshots, Photoshop Eric into the photos for us, and we will feature those on the blog. I think that's going to be a perfect article for us. I'm inspired to do this on my Instagram. Not only actually have pictures of where I'm in real life, but even Photoshopping myself into weird places. Oh, that's a must. Like Mordor or um, Star Wars on the Death Star right before it's blowing up, or who knows where. Because it's where in the world is Eric I think that would be a perfect thing for us to do. Oh, some 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 of the guys that we hear a lot on Twitter that use the CMAG cast hashtag like Mike Hamilton and um, Greg Simmons and Brian Alexander. Yes, I just um, I'm curious to see what kind of mischief these guys and a few others. Um, I look forward to seeing what uh, mischief they come up with. Maybe I'll finally get a picture with Phil. With or without his consent. (laughs) But for legal purposes, we clearly have his consent. He really is 10 feet tall. (laughs) How many times do I have to tell you I am not 10 feet tall? Yes, Phil, I know you're not really 10 feet tall. And I thought you were supposed to go back to bed. And here you are, Microsoft samming it again. And, And the thing of it is, he doesn't usually listen to episodes that he's not on because it feels weird to him. But he has to listen to this one, because technically he's on this one, vis-a-vis Microsoft Sam. True story. (laughs) Saying things. (laughs) Yes. He's going to be like, I said that? No, Phil, you didn't. We made you say that. (laughs) Uh, What uh, what game are you clicking and playing during this podcast, Jeremy? Minecraft. Oh, he's a Minecraft. Well, you you can't do Civ while you do Minecraft. That takes too much thought. Oh, my goodness. I could, well, you know, because it's turn by turn based, I could pull it off. But when it's my turn, I won't be able to talk to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Civ, Civ is very forgiving when it comes to, when it comes to pausing because it is turn based. Um, there's nothing worse than trying to play Counter-Strike or something like that where it's online and someone's calls you or a, one of your children needs help. It's like, uh, can't pause. So... Um, at least w- even with action games, you can pause, you know, uh, but Civ is very forgiving. You don't even have to pause. You just get up and, and walk away. So that being said, the restart time with something like that is just horrendous. Yes. I find myself walking away from it to go do dishes mm-hmm. or something and spending like three minutes of, okay, what did I just do? What was my mentality? <laughs> what was my strategy to go into this? Because I don't want to make a wrong move. I got to beat this in absolute perfection. If, if I'm playing... So I, I, I take a while to w- get When there. I was playing Civ Heavy, I could go a full week between plays. Like, you know, like I pause. I could pick up where I left off fairly well. Fairly well. At some point, usually where I picked off, I'd go, oh, that's what I was doing. Crap. Well, that's fine. And I'd keep rolling. But if I would go beyond that one week time, I usually would just go ahead and restart completely because I couldn't remember where I was at. Well, and there's that strong mentality of if you have, if, if you're like me, you're not making it easy on yourself. So it's really hard. And there's a lot of people on there. And obviously, you're using the largest map possible. Yes, always. And so you're sitting there. And you hit, okay, it's it's time to end the turn. And you're waiting about four or five minutes because there's so many other entities trying to process their next moves and strategies and whatnot. So I literally have time to go and do some 
laundry or dishes or whatever. Nice. Yeah, I I I had a, a long Civ kick. It's been a while since I played it. Um but on this last Steam sale I picked up the rest of the DLC because I want to play as the Celts. So at some point I'll I'll go back to that. I'll hit it again, but it's it's hard to stop. I played the basic Civ five, but the new one adds a whole lot of new features, including faith, which is an interesting thing where you can go and you can actually convert and you can actually win via faith if you create the majority faith in that process. So that one was really tough, especially whenever you think about it, you can't actually kill the missionaries. And so they can kind of invade and do whatever they want. But then if you focus on that, then you're not very strong militarily and they could just come in and destroy you. So it's a whole thing, man. I dove deep into it. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I still think uh, I remember playing back during Civ two and then in Civ three, they, they began to introduce the concept of culture. So by the time I, I, I missed four and then when I played five, it was a lot more robust and developed more. And I just love being able to drop the, the the special what's it called like the like a rock concert bomb and basically you get close to another culture city and you drop the rock concert bomb basically and it's a big concert and it's it's a cultural thing as you know for those that don't know you put it on a city that's near your border and usually that concert that cultural influence will then that city will want to defect and become part of your culture and your country. And that's one way that you can overtake <laughs> overtake other countries is just cultural influence, which I, I think is very curious and a really cool. And another layer, along with religion and military and all the other sneaky ways and civilization for you to um, take over the world. And, and if you haven't played it recently, that technique is actually very minor now. So just imagine what else culturally and at the same time, militarily and faith-based that you can just truly wreck someone. That's a minor version now. Right. Well, and there, there's a lot, there's lessons to be learned when you're playing Civ 2 is just how complicated the world is because you're just trying, especially if you're just trying to be a nice guy, you know, you're just trying to be a nice guy. You realize how impossible it is to keep peace with everybody. It's impossible because then you tick somebody off. For being nice to somebody else. Civilization is not about getting along. It's about how can I win? Absolutely. I guess we digress. Well, I guess we hodgepodge together a episode, Jeremy. <laughs> we did something. And Phil. I've been here the whole time. Don't forget about me. Phil, go to bed. <laughs> go to bed, all right, Phil. I mean, come on. I'll go to bed whenever I want to. Or when my wife tells me to. Well, we did miss your stories. And I'll probably... I don't know if everyone will be able to understand your Microsoft Sam voice, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll try. Probably know the audience is going to listen to this and be like, that was awful. Don't do that again. Maybe we could just add some subtitles. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag. You'll find the link on the main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag, churchm.ag. In fact, I recently fixed the search mechanism because it's a little wonky it wasn't working quite right so that's up and running if you've tried these before go back try it again it's all functioning as it should and while you're hanging out on church mag send us a message and subscribe to the church mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every friday oh don't forget to sign up for that church conference at thatcc.com until next week the church mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com 
I said a hip hop, the hippie, the hippie, to the hip, hip hop, and you don't stop, a rocket to the bang bang boogie, say, up jump the boogie, to the rhythm of the boogie, the beat, peace, I'm out.